What's going on, fans? My name is Josh. I'm here, as always, with uh, Matt. What's going on, guys? And today we're going to talk about Star Wars, and we're going to talk a lot about DC. Yeah. And this is the Nerd Force Podcast. So, Matt, um, I know you've got a couple of topics for new news. What, what do you have for new news? Yeah, so new news. So um, so we talked about this um, uh, what, a couple episodes ago, but uh, Dark Crystal, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it just launched on Netflix today. Dropped today. So go out and check it out if you want to. And I, um, I gave it the big uh, thumbs down before I even saw it. And I said, you know what? That's not fair. I said, that's not fair. You know what I mean? Let's do due diligence, right? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I um, I uh, actually uh, took a little me time away from work today, came home, and I watched the first episode of Dark Crystal. Now, this is what I have to say about Dark Crystal, okay? The storyline, great. Mm-hmm. Love it. I mean, I love it. I mean, it's, you see some symbolism, like Lord of the Rings, and you see the symbolism of the kingdoms, and you, and you see symbols of you see the symbolism of other different things that that built the what is the uh, Dark Crystal uh, genre, you know? Yeah. Which I thought was cool. You know what I mean? They have these like little little dudes that live underground. We have them living above ground. We have these guys that do this. These guys that do that. And what have you. So, and again, it's no different than what you saw back in the '80s at all. I mean, it's the same premise, you know. Which, which is, I mean, I get it. So I'm okay with that. So I said, okay, sit down. I'm gonna. I watch this without any type of uh, preconceived notions or whatever. And I said, okay, I want to just watch it, and then we'll see what we're gonna, what's gonna happen here. So I watched it. No, don't like it. So I'm gonna just—I'm just not there, dude. And I—but I will tell you this: I can truly, truly appreciate the vision of Jim Hansen, appreciate the vision of the directors and the people that have made the world of Dark Crystal. Love it. But I'm telling them, they—I puppetry. I get it, but I, I hate to say this, and I don't want to like upset people. Unfortunately. Puppetry today is a lost art. And I mean, I may be wrong in saying that, yeah. but it reminded me of watching an episode of like, which Josh, I don't know if you ever saw this, but it's called The Thunderbirds. But yeah. The Thunderbirds, it reminded me, and I love, dude. Fraggle oh, Rock, oh. like era type of well, stuff. Well, yeah. Fraggle Rock was even a different feel to me. Yeah. Fraggle Rock had a different feel. But like the Thunderbirds and stuff like that, Thunderbirds, which I loved, because then again, what did you have though? So what you had is what you watched, right? So at that point, but it's like, to me, it's almost like an art, which I feel really bad because they executed the art phenomenally, phenomenally. I can't say enough. The production, the quality of the acting, the voiceovers, the quality of the puppetry, hands down, one out of ten, ten. Yeah. Ten. Ten. But it just does not work for me. And again, I may be like completely in my own little igloo by myself. 
I just did not dig it. I did, I can't get into it. It's like if they took the same storyline, Josh, and they put that storyline into like like even a CGI type of version of these characters, then I could get I could get way on board. Yeah, and we saw you know they can do that type of stuff and still make it look like puppetry, but do CGI. Yeah, and and make it more fluid probably and. Maybe oh no, it's fluid. Realistic. That's the whole yeah. point. Maybe they did. I don't. I again, I haven't researched this. Well, they so have. It's it's all puppetry. It is. Yeah. And I'm telling you what, these guys are so talented, yeah. so talented. Because I'm telling you what, if well, you want to break if you, your heart, huh? If someone break your heart, you know, one of yeah. the I know, I know like a few of the 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 puppeteers on it, uh, mm-hmm. or like I don't know them by name, but I know other projects that they've worked on. A couple of puppeteers worked on. Um, Star Wars, for the most recent Star Wars, like Episode Six, Episode oh, yeah. Seven. Yeah. All right, sorry, Episode is Seven, right. Episode Eight, um, as BB Eight, and now Episode Nine as Dio. Yeah, but okay, okay, okay. But this is my, this is exactly what I'm saying, right? Yeah. So what those guys did, because they are so talented and so yeah. so talented. Look at what they did with BB Eight. Mm-hmm. Just take a look at that. A, a droid that rolls and their head stays stable, and it roll. I mean. That was amazing. Mm. So they have all this talent, and they went. Back, they took a step back, in my opinion, when they did Dark Crystal. You know, I mean, the story premise of Dark Crystal is really great. You yeah. know, you have like the, like the old bird people taking the crystal and holding it hostage, and then basically like sucking the life force out of it and all that type of stuff. Yeah. And I even went back and I dug back into my old comic book boxes. And I'm not gonna lie to you, dude. I got episode. <laughs> I got not episode, but I got uh, issue. These are only me. And I'm gonna find out what these are worth too now because yeah. I, I got issue. It's a renaissance. <laughs> yeah, I got two, three, four, and five. For some reason, I missed six, but I have seven. Yeah. So it's all movie issue only comic books. So I'm like thinking, I gotta get rid of these bad boys real yeah. quick. So, um, but the, now again, it's like. If you want to appreciate the puppetry and the skills of individuals, then watch this. But the story is good. I think yeah. the story is solid. I think the so- I mean the story is engaging as any other type of fantasy novel could be engaging, but it's not going to take you over the hump. And the it, the reason it doesn't take you over the hump is because you got like literally like puppets like like like, like hopping up on stuff and stuff like that. It just doesn't I don't know. Yeah. For me, it doesn't work. Now, let me say this. A child, mm-hmm. if you're introducing a child into like science fiction or something like that, this is a great jump point. This mm-hmm. is a great jump point because kids can look at that and relate to it and understand it a little bit more and get on board. Which, like, anytime you can take that opportunity to get your kids involved or to show them something else and it's like, say, hey... You know, take a look at this, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And they're like, oh, this is really interesting. Next thing you know, they do that. Next thing they do, they read Lord of the Rings. Next thing they do that. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. great. Some you know what C.S. I mean? Lewis. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. C.S. Lewis. Whatever whatever you want to talk about. If you can get use this as a bridge to get your kids to do something else, yeah. that's great. And I think kids, can, kids it's going to resonate with kids. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that. But that's again. But see, I go back. I'm so old, Josh. <laughs> I mean, I'm so old. I, I, I remember the Muppet Show. 
Yeah. And the thing is, the Muppet Show was so I mean, the Muppet Show was still out whenever I was a kid, too. Right. That so, lasted forever. Oh, God. It's, but the thing is, Muppet Show was so entertaining. Yeah. And it's like, still, it was still puppetry. I mean, obviously, very amateurish compared to what you see in the Dark Crystal, because what you're seeing in the Dark Crystal is the A game. That is A game. Don't get me wrong. These guys, these puppet guys, have executed this to the max. But... It just doesn't, and again, I wanted, I, I went in, like I said, I wanted to like it. I mm. wanted to. Yeah. I'm just not there. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do episode two. And, and that's just my opinion. My opinion. I've yet to watch it. I'll, I'm, yeah. I'm reserving. Yeah. So I'm we'll see what Josh has to say once he takes a peek at it. To... But that's, that's my opinion. And I, but I don't want people to think that it's not a good show because it is a good show. The premise is good. The premise is rock solid, actually. When you talk about fantasy adventures and sci-fi and shit like that, that is so in the wheelhouse. It's so solid, and it's like it's like any other type of fantasy adventure that you could have. Like, I mean, come on, Lord of the Rings, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. It's it's right there. It's right there. It's an engaging culture. They have these all these individual people living in different parts of this little planet that has like three suns and blah 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 whatever it might be. So no, it's 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 not that the context. And I, I want to make sure that I, I just really don't want to have people dismiss it because I don't care for the the actual visuals. Yeah. No, I get I get what you're saying. You know what like saying? It, it works in some pretenses, but yeah. it doesn't always work in, yeah. in what you're so, in that type of environment. Yeah, so that's that's my take on Dark Crystal. So I mean again, um, you know, let us know what you think. I mean, you know, definitely let us know. And when Josh will weigh in next time when he sees it as well. So but I had Dark Crystal on the list on the list. So the other thing that I had on my list too was um Um again we we talked about this before it came out. But was Pokemon um, Detective? Yeah, Detective Pikachu. Yeah, yeah so but, you yeah. saw it, Josh. Give we're, me, we're a little late me, to the game yeah, because. Give, well, but you know what, Josh? Give me your take because now yeah. people can people have access to it on both platforms, right? I mean, it's it's everywhere, right? Uh, no, I mean, I, I rented it, or I was going to rent it for the kiddo. But my point the, is, that you can rent it now. Yeah, you can rent it now. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's been out for a little while on digital. Yeah. Um, my. Uh, my kiddo was was talking about it the other day, and so you know I. I um, it was a little late that day, so I, I told him last night that he could rent it if he wanted to. Um, it, it, um, he watched it for like 20 minutes, then um, kind of gave up on it and went back to the tablet. It was making a lot of noise, so I, I paused it and start finished watching it today because um, I was interested in it. <clears throat> and um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm of the generation that grew up with Pokemon. I remember going to the first movie whenever I was like 11, 12 years old. And so um, it's uh, it holds a little bit of nostalgia for me. Uh, I'm not like a huge Pokemon person or anything like that. Um, but I, I do enjoy a little bit of nostalgia from it. Um, I thought it was good. Like, I'm like... The all oh, the the visuals were really 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 good. Um, uh, what did you think of Reynolds? Though? Reynolds was amazing in it. So I mean, we talked a little bit. Like, about... Give me that example you talked about. That that's the yeah. fantastic so, example. That was yeah. this is like this is like classic Reynolds. But 
Yeah. You know, so we but, talked a little bit about um, I, we've talked a little bit about before I think on the podcast um, about how Shrek and Shrek is um, you can watch Shrek from a couple different angles, right? Yeah. You can watch Shrek as a kid and get one appreciation from it. You can watch Shrek as an adult and catch a lot of stuff that's going to go over kids' heads right. as far as innuendos and yep. things like that. Um, and it's it's really a kids' movie that's meant for adults. It's the same thing here. There's there's a uh, a scene where. Reynolds as Pikachu is talking to the main character. I don't remember the main character's name at all, um, but he he's he says something about I feel it, and he goes he goes What do you mean? He's like I feel it in my jellies, <laughs> and he's like well, What are jellies? And Reynolds is like I don't know, but I feel it. <laughs> and so it's it's stuff like that. It's constant though through throughout the film yeah. where it's it's adult overtones and um, it makes it enjoyable for the adults it's it's not like any type of childish content there there's pokemon in there it's very surreal realm um but you know it's and the the storyline like it's it's a little bit um shallow um it's it's a story that that's been used over and over and over again as far as like the main arc of the story but um it's just enjoyable like if you go back and watch I don't know, like like um, the Rocketeer or something like that. Yeah. The same thing to where like you've seen the story a thousand times, yeah. but it's there's still a a, a a joy in watching it just because it's 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 just it's a and it's a fun film, and that's and that's you know what we need more of those. Yeah, we do. I mean, now we, granted, they're about to run that into the ground because they're making a sequel of um, Detective Pikachu, along with a line of um, Pokemon live-action films. Uh, so um, Warner Brothers is so kind of taking that. The milking has begun. Yes, the milking has begun. Granted, the way that they present Pokemon within here and the 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 realism that they apply to it, and the the level of acting that they do with something that's not there. Yeah. Is if you pay attention to this film and you pay attention to to how the main actor interacts with Pikachu, yeah. that's CGI. Which by the way is one person that I thought could be a good Batman. Who the the dark hair guy? Yeah. yeah he that also guy. plays on uh, with Christian. He'd be good he could be a good Batman beyond. He could be, yes yeah. he could. Yes he yeah. could. Good Terry McGinnis. Yes, he could. Yeah. And he um, plays on the same show with uh, Christine Applegate on Netflix, the Dead to Me episode, yeah. season. He plays the uh, husband or ex-husband of the one crazy lady. He's good. And I'm He's, telling you what. Yeah. yeah. He could be good. Um, there was some acting that fell a little bit short. The the girl that counterparts to him, the love interest in it, she's a journalist. Um, her acting kind of fell flat at parts, but... You know, um, overall, he was he was really good, and his acting with with the CGI characters was really really good. Yeah. Um, because I I've, I'm the type of person that's cynical enough to look at that type of stuff. But you're also the same guy that counts shots out of a gun. I am, but that's <laughs> more about military experience. Than anything else. Yeah. So, um, but so yeah, that, it was it was good. Yeah. So I'm gonna give you Grayson's review. Yeah, give me Grayson's review. So I'm curious. I haven't actually. Heard his official review. Yeah. So Grayson's review, and he actually saw it in the cinema not once, but twice. Mm-hmm. Now, his, there was a girl involved. Well, first off, there, you know, not to call Grayson out, but he did take a girl 
to the first one, so I didn't trust his review on the first one. Yeah. The second one, he went with his brother, and I guarantee you he paid attention on the second one. Yeah. So, but his review was this, and again, Grayson likes to sum it up very, like, Lion Elegantly. King. Lion King <laughs> was <short> soulless. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon, really good. Okay. And yeah. he said really good. So uh, he said that he 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 did he did enjoy it, and that he uh, he definitely felt that they did a they did that they represented Pokemon and uh, and uh, Pikachu correctly, mm-hmm. and that he enjoyed the he did enjoy it. But he also accepted the fact that it was a movie, and that you know he wanted other things in it that weren't there. But he wasn't upset that they weren't. Because they didn't execute the things that were there wrong. Yeah. So. Yeah, they definitely did everything right within that yeah. film. So, the, well, everything you know what they, they did right, through. though, is when, like, we talked about that, oh, God, I don't know how many episodes ago, yeah. about how how he looked, remember? Yeah. And they said yeah, they pulled Pikachu, that. How, they pulled all that. Yeah, how all the, the Pokemon looked. Yeah. I mean, Gyarados yeah. um, was a huge Oh, I'm one. sorry. I apologize, Josh. That's not correct. That's Sonic. Yeah, Sonic. We talked Sonic, about. Yeah. I apologize. That's not correct. Scratch yeah, definitely that, a yeah. lot better than Sonic. Yeah. So, anyways, really good Grayson review. So, cool, man. Um, anything else that you got for new news? Uh, uh, let's see what else I got here. Uh, no, I think the rest we'll get into is that we're gonna have a cluster. I got a cluster on DC though, because yeah. uh, I have not. I have not given as much love to the bat as I should because, you know, that's my boy. So yeah. we got to get DC if well, we can. I mean, you have, yeah, we you will. have other things you want to talk about. I do have a couple things. You know, right. you're, you're familiar with the Telltale series, right? The the video game series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, they've been bought out. Now, formerly they had quit the game. Um, no pun intended. But they they quit the game and um, they weren't they announced that they weren't making any more video games. Well, uh, that's the one that's like kind of decision based and like dragon, yeah, it's, it's dragon questy. Kind of. Um, it's See, I didn't it's got like a little those, bit. dude. I didn't like those. I thought you liked the they did a Batman one that was really good. Well, I did um, I did the uh, Walking Dead one. Did not like it. Yeah. So they have the Walking Dead ones. They had that a couple episodes of that. That um, a Batman one, which was really good, to where like you, there are certain scenarios where like you could play like. See, I didn't. You know what? You could After- be Bruce or you could be Batman, depending upon the situation. And you definitely played as either or character. Like you were, you were ass kicking if you were um, Bruce, and then you were. I am sorry if you're Batman, and then you're playing more of a politics side. As if you're Bruce, side, yeah. yeah, it was. No, I mean, I, I appreciate that, but like, I mean, these guys are. T- I mean, okay. All right, I could go on a little bit of a rant here. I don't want to go like go crazy, but I'm just gonna say that you know, like like these telltale things, right? So mm-hmm. you're buying a video game, right? Yeah. And then, like when I when I did the I did actually I did two of these things. I did Walking Dead, and I did Lord of the Rings, and both of them, it was like, when I'm gonna kill somebody? When am I gonna do something? Yeah. And it's like. I get that it was like a progressional thing. Yeah, it's more like a. Yeah, but I mean that to me, like if you you don't remember, do you remember the arcade game Dragon Quest? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, so you had to like do up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in Stranger Things too, by the way. Oh well, there you go. So and by the okay, we'll get back to that. 
Yes. Remind me to come back to that. So full circle. If we'll go, we'll go full circle onto that because I really want to talk about that too because I think it's really a cool thing that's going on with that. But with these type of things, it's like they're putting tags on these games for like thirty nine ninety nine, forty nine ninety nine, and I'm like thinking. What are you really getting out of this? Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't see the value there. Like, if you hit me for nineteen bucks, I can see the value. Yeah, maybe, maybe I can see the value. But like, when I play a video game, I want to live the character that I'm playing. Like, like when I play Arkham Asylum, I, I am the bat. I'm the bat. I mean, yeah, I yeah, am yeah. the. And in that game, trust me, you are the bat. Yeah, you yeah know? any of the Arkham series games oh, are God, fantastic. so yeah. good. So. No, I get what you're saying. In comparison to that, I mean, it's it's more of like a heavy rain um, type of yeah, game but brought heavy into... heavy rain, you have more interaction. You do more. In a different way than... Yeah, yeah. you do. So, you do. I yeah. get it. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's, it's trying to bring that over into a genre that... I get what you're saying. Like, I... I haven't played personally played any Telltale games. I've I've got like a um, uh, a guilty pleasure of watching people play video games. So I've watched people play the Batman um, Telltale series, and I did enjoy watching that as like a because you didn't pluck down sixty bucks for it. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> but anyways, long story short, they've they've been bought out, um, and they're going to be basing new games. On properties they've already developed, and I, I just don't. I mean, as much as I think, I mean, they've proven yeah. that this genre is working. And uh, a little update: the Buckos are beating the Rockies uh, eight to four. <laughs> Trust me, that won't last. But <laughs> they, uh, I don't think that they're selling. You know what? The reason they're selling is because there's enough interest that someone's interested in, like thinking. We were to get this property before it goes crazy. I don't ever think I don't think that this property is going to exceed what they what they've already done. You can take they've already taken some top end stuff, right? Mm -hmm. They've taken Guardians of the Galaxy, Galaxy, they take Batman, they've taken whatever Minecraft, Minecraft. And you know, correct me if I'm wrong, though. I mean, I mean, please, I mean, someone tell me and show me some more value that I'm going to get out of this because I can't get. I I don't see the value. And I can't see, like, I mean, I mean trust me, love, Telltale, God bless you. you. You got people on board thinking, I'm not going to miss this boat, so let's buy this shit up, and they're going to buy it up. And you know what? Good for them. Good mm. for them. You know what I mean? But the bottom line is, I, I, I don't see it. I just don't, I don't enjoy it. I'm a video game guy. I have been playing video games since the Atari 2800. Yeah. Okay? So I played, like, Combat. You know what I mean? I played video games. I'm still playing video games. So By the way, my recent um, trip to uh, Newark. Yeah. Or not, sorry. I'm sorry, not Newark. Um, Rochester. Yeah. Newark. In the Rochester Regional Airport, they've got a video game um, museum. We haven't talked about this. And within the museum, they've got this giant TV. And in front of this giant, like an old, like the tube TV with like the selector yeah. knob. Yeah. Uh, and um, in front of this giant TV, they've got two giant Atari 6800 controllers. 2800 or 6800? Uh, 2800, I think. The joystick? No, the, the little knob thing. The knob, okay. Yeah. That's, that's that's the later one. Yeah, so 
um, you you but it's got Pong on the TV. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you can play like on this giant TV. Yeah. And you can play Pong against each other off these giant controllers, yeah. and they've got like they've got other classic um, arcade games behind yeah. that that yeah. are like free, free to play. So you can play like the original Street Fighter. You can play the original Donkey Kong. You can play um yeah. space invaders they've got one that's got like yeah. a uh like that's a that's a computer that's got a bunch of them built into it they can play like Oregon trail you can play all these other games okay onto it yeah that you know what and that's awesome dude i'm telling you right now yeah. i actually okay i don't want to like overdate myself <laughs> okay but actually the first game i ever played electronically was pong yeah and it was a little box it was about no bigger than 12 inches. Yeah. And the box had two control knobs on it. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You plug into your TV. You had an RV switch. And you yeah. switch it. Yeah. And once you hit that switch in the back, then basically it would come on. And then basically you had to sit like literally right next to your buddy. Yeah. And, you then, know? Play. and then you would have to like take this on long. You turn it up, down, up, down, or whatever it is. And, you know, and like... To this day, air sea battle, mm. combat, dude, those games are fun. Tanks, Tank, oh, so well, that's that's combat. So yeah. yeah, it's so much fun though, and like you know, and then when you get into like the later ones, like like when like um, the later versions, you get into the uh, Pac Mans and stuff like that that come out with the uh, twenty eight hundred. Yeah, pitfall, but pitfall, and pitfall, and then of course is like the first person that goes, oh, let's go backwards instead of going forwards. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's it's awesome. It's so it's and like you know, we'll talk about. I don't want to get into that yet because we'll get to that after we talk about our topics. But we'll talk about. I kind of talked about like adventure. Mm-hmm. And no, that wasn't no, that wasn't. I'm sorry, I apologize. Adventure was not part of the uh, Stranger Things. It was a. It was, was a, that Dragon Quest you're talking about? No, no, no. It was um. We're, oh, what show was it? There was a show that was on that had a reference to adventure and. How you used to go and you have to like when you played adventure. You're talking about the Dark Mirror. Uh, no, it wasn't. Dark, it wasn't Dark Mirror. It was something else. And what you did, like, if you played adventure, everybody, everyone probably knows this by now. But if you play adventure and you go into the dungeon, you can basically go like certain different directions. You pick up this little dot, uh, little dot, and you take the dot and you come down and it changes. You know, it opens gotcha. up whatever. Blah, blah, blah. So. Um, what show was that? It was so classic, and I'm like thinking, oh my god, I remember sitting in my cousin's basement playing that game too. But um, I, I kind of sidetracked, and I apologize. I don't know what the original topic was, yes. but not. But, but anyways, you're talking about Pong. So anyways, yeah. so like I just want to say, like I started with, to be honest, with you, I started with Pong, and then I moved on to the 2600, the 2800, and you know, you know, I mean, I just I've gone everything. I actually made a mistake back in the day too, and I'll, I'll confess now openly to everyone. You know, I actually bought the Turbo Graphics instead of the Sega Genesis. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but I will tell you, there were two games on Turbo Graphics that were phenomenal. Yeah. Okay. Slaughterhouse. Slaughterhouse was freaking awesome. Yeah. Legendary Axe, the second one. 
Those two games on Turbo Graphics were phenomenal. And Turbo Graphics was the first time that you ever had a game that gave you like a credit card size with the chip. Yeah, you okay. Show that into that, dude. And yeah, because it was all sixteen yeah, this, at okay, the time. This is how, okay, this is yeah. how stupid I was. Okay, so I'm in college, and this is how stupid I am. So I'm like, like I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm so into these systems, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they're like, oh, well, the new system's coming out, TurboGrafx. I'm like, okay, NEC. I'm like, oh, Nintendo Entertainment. No, yeah. that's not who it is. It wasn't Nintendo. But I'm like, I mean, I didn't even, I mean, again, I'm talking at a time we didn't have the internet. We didn't yeah, have this, we didn't go have that. Yeah, you kind of go fact check. There was no Snopes I or had, Wikipedia. I had, yeah, exactly. I had nothing. And it's like, I just thought, oh, well, that means Nintendo, right? So I bought it. And, of course, then I promptly went and bought the Super Nintendo after that. <laughs> but it was, a, I mean, it still was a, it was a good system that died early. Because they, they definitely were ahead of the curve, but they weren't prepared had the licensing they didn't have they didn't have the developers they didn't have anybody on board so speaking of super nintendo did you ever play the um lion king or the aladdin game on super nintendo i'll tell you what i played on super nintendo yeah okay un squadron this game was absolutely the best game i one of the best games i've played on super nintendo mm-hmm. well first off if we go back 8-bit okay metroid yeah that was when when I finally beat Metroid after like a year of my life, it and then when I then you know Samus is a woman, it's like what the <laughs> hell? What? So I mean, but it was cool. It was like what? But anyways, but no, I played uh, UN Squadron. It was my game on that, and it was uh, it's a really cool game, and it was like kind of like a playing game type of thing. You like a plane you go through, and you like linear type of like thing it was it was really a challenging game it was really good but you know what were the games we were talking about uh lion king and aladdin no did not play them so um lion king was actually notorious for being like one of the hardest games um to beat um on the nes there's i think it was like level two or level three what what system uh any uh super nes super okay yeah um and i played firefox too sorry yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember playing these Firefox games. Firefox is what launched with the system. Yeah, I remember playing these games with um, whenever I was a kid. Um, but they're really they're re-releasing them, remastered on um, on uh, PlayStation Four, Xbox, yeah, and Nintendo Switch. So I mean, you know, a little bit of nostalgia there, but they're re-releasing them. Well, you know, here's a little bit of nostalgia, too, though. So they're starting to sell these other, like, uh, video cabinets now. Have you seen these things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, the, like, you can yeah, get, like, one-ups. a Marvel cabinet, which yeah. has all the Marvel arcade games on it. And mm-hmm. it's like, dude, so, okay, I looked at these things. They're, like, 300 bucks. Like, yeah, 300, they're not 400 bad. Bucks. They're not bad. I'm no. like, well, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me with this shit? So then my only thought was, okay, so when I buy this, and those games, if you have, if you've never played them, yeah. it's a whole bunch of like joystick jamming and yeah. button, button pressing, mashing, yeah. and I mean it's like I mean it's hardcore. It's like when you're in those battles, especially in Marvel, it's like you got to do these up down like switches and double button push, and, and you know it kind of brings that whole like what Mortal Kombat is today. Mm-hmm. It but it's on a platform. And was back then. Yeah, yeah. What, what it was back then, right? And uh, I'm like thinking, 
you know, I love this. Set. I love it. I was like thinking, damn, if I could buy this, Josh and I probably would move. <laughs> we could do a live podcast and just do this. Just play it's that. like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm thinking, oh man, I could. I mean, I could get this. But then I thought about, what? What do you do when the buck and the buttons break and yeah. the joystick breaks? And uh, uh, they're pretty high quality. Have you played on one yet? No, I have not. I want to get one. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm going to get one. Yeah, they're they're. Um, but I mean, you've got the room now. Um, yeah. But they they um, they're actually pretty high quality. I played Daniel and I played on one over at a Walmart somewhere, and I hate going to Walmart, but like I would probably go back just to play the these machines. Yeah. And they're they're pretty decent quality. The cabinet ones? Yeah, the cabinet ones. Oh really? Yeah. Wow, that's yeah, they're awesome. They're still over at Walmart now. Oh, that's even better. Yeah, I think they're a little bit cheaper at Walmart too. Oh, of I think we're talking about like I don't know if they have like the marble ones and stuff like that, but they had like Rampage and like um, the Street Fighter ones. Stuff like that, they were they were like two hundred bucks, and yeah. then you had to buy like the the little step or like a little cabinet for underneath because they weren't quite as tall as the originals. Yeah. So you know to to fit like an adult's height, you'd have to buy like the the little step up thing. Well, so one day. Um, also, in other news, we have um, Bad Boys. Um, Bad Boys is coming out with a sequel. Yeah. Um, Bad Boys for Life. So. What um, do you think of one and two? I liked them. They were oh, good. Oh, dude, I loved them. Yeah, they're, I loved they're them. good. Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched them But you know what I'm concerned forever. about, though? So we got Martin Lawrence, right? Yeah. And you got, obviously, Will, or, yeah, uh, uh, Smith. Smith, yeah, Will Smith. Will Smith. And, you know, as with all comedians, they have, to me, they have a date stamp, right? Uh, Will Smith is, like, no, making no, no, a resonance. No, 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 yeah, but, yeah. no, Will Smith is not a comedian. All right? I mean, I mean, you can say he yeah. is, but I mean, but he's still he's a rapper. Yeah. He's still releasing music. Oh, is he? Oh, uh, yeah, he's he's released stuff. Is anybody so, buying well, the music? That's well, I don't question. know who's buying it, but I mean, but he still does stuff. And uh, but then again, it's like you know, I love Martin Lawrence. Mm-hmm. I, 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 but I mean, and I want to love, I, and I will like this. I will watch it. I would actually pay to go see this in the cinema. Because I'm sure the the like you know the visuals would be great, but you know Lawrence has taken some 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 left turns in his yeah. day, you know, with the whole running out in the streets shirtless shooting, you know, uh, and all that type of stuff. I so, don't that at all. but but the bottom line is like you know I think it's going to be good, and I love the, I mean to be honest, with you, I love those. Those were, those were good solid movies, mm-hmm. and I mean we take it from the time frame it was put out too but still if they can like i don't know what they're going to do i mean i'm sure it's going to be some type of like cartel type of thing or something like that but i don't i what's the premise do you know i don't know they released the trailer i haven't watched the trailer yet it's one of the things we, we didn't watch it before yeah long, okay so. well we won't do it now we'll talk about that next week a little bit but yeah um but I just want to mention that they're making it yeah um also the um the Kit Harrington news that we mentioned last week. Yeah. Um, he's been cast as Black Knight yeah. within the Eternals, which yeah. Black Knight's going to be a huge character within the MCU. It's going to mm-hmm. be included. Kevin Feige's already said that he's going to be included within the Avengers. So he's going to be one of the main, uh, one of the bigger stars that comes out of. Easy um, casting right yeah. there, baby. Easy casting. Yeah, it definitely Easy works. Casting. Yeah. It works. It works. He's definitely it, being like typecast, yeah. but it works. It, no, dude, that works so solidly. Because, I mean, the pull he's going to get from GOT, too, on top of it. Mm-hmm. He, but 
take the GOT out of it. He's just a good dude. I mean, he's a good actor. He's a good. He's got it, dude. Good hands. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Wanted to touch on the Spider-Man news. Yeah. Um, we still haven't got an official um, announcement of any kind of deals. I still think that the stuff from Comet or Cosmic um, Book News is probably pretty accurate as far as what was leaked. Um, there may have been. There's still probably negotiations. These things can last for a little bit. Um, but the what leads me to believe that this is still true. After so last week, after we talked about it um, during D23 on that Saturday, Kevin Feige and um, Tom Holland had like a pre-recorded thing or like a recorded thing um, to where they talked about the situation and both of them were neither you know Kevin Feige made the mention of you know things don't last forever and we knew that this was going to come to an end um, it was great when we uh, when we had it um, Tom Holland was more of you know as for right now um, where Sony's going to continue on with the stuff and we're going to continue to make um, Spider-Man movies and they're going to be great. Um, then a couple days later, over at Keystone Con, or yeah, yeah, I think it's Keystone Con, um, Tom Holland was appearing in front of 2,000 fans. A PR, PR representative came on stage and said, do not ask about the Sony Marvel deal or Sony Disney deal. So that tells me, that there's probably still negotiations oh, yeah. going on, oh, yeah. which was to be expected, but yeah. it kind of clarifies things a little bit. Yeah. So that, that deal's going to get done. Yeah, I, get I have done. a feeling that will get done. Um, It'll get done. Yeah. You know what? People are getting too rich on both sides. Yeah. So well, so here's the thing: it was Sony was getting was getting five percent of um, first round growth. So yeah. if, if uh, or gross. So if if um, Spider-Man was making a bill. Spider-Man made over a billion dollars at initial release. Then Sony was only, or I'm sorry, uh, Mar- Disney Marvel was only getting five percent of that, which would be fifty million dollars for producing. But they got the, the marketing rights. Producing, yeah, and along with the the merchandising rights, yeah. right? So, you know what that equates to? I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, as far as numbers values, um, but the I can get that Marvel needs a little bit more money than than fifty million dollars. Yeah, I mean movies. I get it, and you know what? They got to work this out. They just have yeah. to. Yeah. They have to work it out. Yeah. So I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, it will get worked out. I'm not really going to speculate on how much or or when or anything like that anymore. Um, Let's but, just put it uh, this way. I, my gut tells me that all this is just business speak. Yeah. It'll come to a conclusion, and you and I will get what we want. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? They're still out making money. And if they, if they want to... Well, so up- here's the thing is I don't think that they are. Because the, they did the extended cut release of Spider-Man, right? Yeah. I saw somebody post up a image of... It was released yesterday, and then somebody went on to go buy tickets yesterday... For um, the pre-release of Spider-Man, yeah. completely open theater as far as like he had any p- pick of seats in the house. So it seems like they're not getting butts in seats in theaters right now for the extended cut of Spider-Man. 
and that a lot of that probably has you to know, do with that's this. a push though. I mean, that's that's a hard push though, right? I know, but this isn't the Avenger. This isn't this isn't I know. End, this isn't Endgame. I know, but but if we're if we're taking yeah, if we take you know fifty percent of the people that would be going to go see that again, or or the people that are boycotting, then you're you gotta count that into when Venom Two Morbius comes out, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, true. And yeah, you know that boycott's yeah. gonna carry over. So Sony's continuously losing money. As to where Marvel, people are still gonna go see Marvel movies. Yeah, there's too way too much time invested. You know, I mean, we've got over fifty hours. At this point, invested in Marvel movies. My gut's telling me that this will all work out and we'll see Spidey. Mm -hmm. That's my gut. Now, I may be wrong, and Josh is talking numbers, and Josh's numbers are very sound, and they make complete sense from a business perspective. However, I still think that, you know, when they do a solo approach compared to a blended approach, I still think they're going to come around and say, you know what? The right choice is to keep this where it is because you can't you can't extract him at this point. No, it's it kind of screws both ends. It, I mean, it, it there's too much to fill is. in contextually. You're taking too much time away from each movie huh? that you're submitting yeah. to to backfill all the stuff that's happened within mm-hmm. um, within continuity to be able to make things fit, and you're you're forcing a um, round block into a square peg, or mm-hmm. a square peg into a round, or square block into to a round peg doesn't work. Round hole. Yeah, there you go. Um, also, last bit of other news that I've got is um, Disenchanted. Did you watch the first season of this on Netflix? So it's the same guys that did um, The Simpsons and um, that did Futurama. And they've done like a, a, a fantasy tell with um, elves and stuff like that. It's I, hilarious. No, I've never heard of it. So um, they they do this thing. It's this this princess. Oh, you, I apologize. I have heard of it. Yeah, I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it. Yeah. So this princess um, is betrothed to this um, prince, and she is not into it. She just doesn't want to marry anybody right now. So she goes out on her own quest. Runs into this elf, befriends this elf. Her dad um, is trying to steal the blood from this elf for its magical properties. Ah. And so there's this whole thing about her keeping the elf away and stuff like that. It's very funny in the same style that Futurama would be or The Simpsons would be. Um, Worked out really well for season one. It's coming back for season two. Cool. They just released the trailer for it. But it's ultimately it's there, and that's all that I really wanted to report on. Who wrote it? Do you know? I, I, it's the same. It's the same animators and writers from Futurama. Oh, is it? Yeah. And that's a great show, too. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hmm. Sounds like it would work. Um. Yeah, that's it for other news. Okay. Yeah. I mean, my stuff's all DC stuff. So. Yeah, Star Wars and DC. So let's Star Wars and DC. Let's baby. um. Let's do DC first. Okay. And then we'll hold on to Star Wars for a little bit. All right. Well, one thing I want to talk about is they um. They did the uh, last Joker trailer. Yep. Yeah. So everyone that's probably have seen that, hopefully you've seen it by now. And if you haven't, where you at? Get yeah. up on it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So definitely very Scorsese esque. Yeah, but you know what? I De Niro's in it. Yeah, as a he's it's yeah. a Scorsese film. Well, but I think they're he's yeah, contractually I mean, obligated at this point to put De Niro in like <laughs> any of his films. First off. 
one of my favorite actors of all time is yeah. De Niro. I mean, I just love that guy. I don't care what he does. I just love it. I mean, Raging Bull. I mean, Casino. I mean, Goodfellas. I mean, I mean, he's Taxi so, Driver. Oh God, he's so good. I yeah. mean, you can't. And the thing is, is like I see him like in like the TMZ shots. And he yeah. looks like this old dude. But then when I see him like on TV or on well, camera, and there's makeup, well, there's I, I after completely get it. I get it. But they, they like they take twenty years off of a guy. Yeah. The same way they're going to take twenty years off of uh, Harrison Ford when he does Indiana Jones. Yeah, coming up. So, oh. but anyways, with the Joker though. So. Um, so now that we've seen everything we're going to see yeah. up until. The release. How do you feel about it? Okay, so this is my question. So this is where... Okay, first off, I'm going to get into my sub-question, but my first question would be, okay, so first off, from what I've seen, Walking Phoenix is going to be... This is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, beautiful. I mean, it is just... He has... He has... I mean, I'm sorry, dude. It is... I don't know. I don't know what to say. I mean, I just I cannot say enough. Yeah. Because I think he has done such a beautiful, beautiful job, and we're only talking about a total of like five minutes of footage or whatever. And if I'm that engaged after five minutes, mm-hmm. it's like, come on, are you kidding me? Seriously, I mean, it's mm-hmm. like it's it's, it's crazy. So. Well, we've, we've talked about it, or um, we haven't talked about it. Um, Jack Nicholson and. Um, and has talked about it, and then obviously we know with um, God, I, I'm terrible with names, but I should not forget this name. Who's the guy that played the Joker last? Heath. Heath Ledger. Okay, so um, okay, they, okay, so yeah. here we go. Right? Yeah. Okay. This is my question. Yeah. Do you think that Joaquin's Joker can dethrone? And I mean dethrone. Okay, now, now. I want to put a little asterisk next to this, okay? Asterisk. Because I always, always want to give credit to Mark Hamill. Always. Yes, absolutely, always. yes. So take animated out. Mm-hmm. Okay? So yep. now, we got Heath Ledger mm-hmm. and we got Joaquin. We don't know it yet. We don't know Joaquin's full, you know, portfolio. Yeah. However, do you feel that he might be able to redefine the Joker in a way that's going to topple the performance that in by the way, Heath yeah, Ledger's performance that is is just Oscar worthy. Yeah, I think he won an Oscar. Off well, first after. off, I'm going to give him one. Yeah. He's got mine. I, I I've never seen a villain so well defined, executed on screen as he did with the Joker. Never. Never. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I will. So, my opinion is I don't think that Joaquin will top. This is my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Joaquin is going to top Heath. I think what's going to happen is that Joaquin is found. A spot that he's going to be able to flourish in and and show his abilities, but it's going to complement Heath, but Heath's character 
because he did so well, is going to make what Joaquin does that much better. I would agree. Okay, so that's where I feel on this, and I swear to God, they're going to be so different. Yes. I think these performances are so different. I think that's going to be the thing, is that they're okay. going to be, they're going to be so different from each other. Yes. It's going to be... I think that it's probably going to be as good as... like It would be hard... It's hard to judge anything better than what Heath did, because Heath... Heath embodied the Joker. That mm. is the Joker, right? I mean, like, if you were to put Joker in the flesh, that is the Joker. Everything that he did was the Joker. Like, you can't get... It's physically impossible to get better Well, first off, it's, it's, like, his manner... Like, you talk physically. Yes. Physically, mannerisms, the, Everything facial from, the, like, the licking of the lips oh, dude. to the hanging out of the car window as dude. he's driving the police car. Dude, it, you cannot... You can't touch that yes you can't touch it yeah and, you so know, i mean you know it's it's gonna be it, it won't dethrone he no i don't think it will but either. i think i think it'll be from what we've seen so far it's gonna be as good as i think he, what's gonna do but it's gonna be so different yes that yes it's, it's just gonna be yes it, you know there's no judging them against yeah. each other no okay so here's the other question though so right so mm-hmm. we we've established that obviously i think we feel similar on the situation so we both i respect them both immensely i yeah. think i think joaquin phoenix as much as he is like a goofy guy and like he has all his other bs that goes on he is a phenomenal yeah, i mean look actor. at what he did with cash oh I, I, can you say enough about that i yeah. mean come on i mean i mean again that's not our genre that's not what we talk about uh-huh. but let's i mean we all appreciate good cinema yeah. cinema right so i mean what he did with that, with Walk the Line, was incredible. Yeah. Incredible. And I read the John... And the thing is, like, okay, I went in watching that movie. Before I went to go watch the movie, not knowing it was coming out, I had already read the autobiography of um, okay. Johnny Cash. Yeah. So I had this this preconceived notion of Johnny Cash and... Like all, I mean, I knew everything that went on in his life and yeah. all this type of stuff, and and plus, like I I have I have taken the time to listen to Johnny Cash's uh, you know library too. So I not only like read the once I read the book, it inspired me to go back and say like you know what I want to I want to learn more about this guy. Mm-hmm. And and like the one song that like I had you play at the house the other day was like Dirt, right? I mean that's like the hurt. oh god, yeah. So, the so Nine Schnells cover they did. Yeah, it was just yeah. so. I mean, it's just so moving. It's. It, I mean, he's like. What people don't understand about Johnny Cash, though, too, is like. I mean, he. At the. I mean, it's all like when you take his persona and you, like who he was and put him in the time that he was and all that type of stuff. It's like that's when you can really appreciate. He, I mean, Johnny he Cash. was. He was the man in black. He was, he was uh, the man in, in a black world. Man. Where everybody was doing gospel or a yeah. version of gospel. But the whole point he is, was like, doing he grew something up else. in gospel, though. It's yes. like he grew up in it. He, he, he knew grew up gospel. in Tennessee. It was, exactly. It was, yeah, he's one of your boys. He was a Tennessee boy. And, I mean, I, the t- right. town that Andrew grew up in, yeah. my wife um, grew up in, he was arrested in. Yeah. So, like, I mean, well, he was arrested in a few towns. Yeah, he was arrested in a few towns, but he was, he was arrested in that town as well. Yeah. But um, in Lafette, Georgia, not Lafayette, Georgia, spelled the same way, but Lafette, Georgia. Mm. Um, and if you go, you know, he's, he's, he, he just, he went a different path. He, he felt more like towards, towards, you know, Elvis is doing his thing or, or, 
you know, and and um, Ted. Um, to, and okay, so what Ted you just Conway said right Twitty there. is doing his thing. Uh, so, what Conway Twitty? You, you know, you're yeah. right though. That's the time. Yeah. That's the time period, right? So you know. So, but what I'm you just said this. right there to stand out against Elvis Presley, yes. To stand out and resonate and be a focal point mm-hmm. within the Elvis umbrella, like that shadow that he cast, which was ginormous. Yeah. He did it. He did it. I mm-hmm. can't speak enough about that guy. I love his story. I think his story's great. And then with his whole Folsom prison thing that he did too, it's like the yeah. first time broadcasting from a prison yeah. and all that type of stuff. That was his and, thing. And yeah. that was that was so I mean and that that and that album from Live from Folsom was so good. Yeah. And it's like you want to listen to okay, all right guys. I'm gonna back it up here. I'm gonna end this real quick. Listen to Folsom, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just listen just listen to Johnny. Listen yeah. to him a couple times, and you're going to realize the influence that Johnny Cash has had on music going forward. And it doesn't end, though. That's the whole point with him. It doesn't end. Johnny Cash's influences, in my opinion, has resonated throughout music, and it will continue to resonate without music, throughout music, as as you you know continue to uh, listen to different things and, and see that stuff. But he's just he's a good dude. I mean, he's just phenomenal. So. But anyways, back to uh, the original point, which was we're still talking about Joaquin and uh, Joaquin. We kind of like peered off because we're talking about Joaquin and his uh, performance mm-hmm. on that. And I think that you know, from um, having read the the actual text and actually Johnny's, I actually I, I kind of feel stupid even saying this. But once I read the autobiography, it's like a lot of it. I'm like thinking, okay, is this a bunch of BS? So I went back and I did some research. Oh, it's not. It was you actually, know what I mean? I yeah. went back to it and I like I followed up and I went back and I read st- other other pieces of other people's works and it's like this is no joke. This that's who he was. That's, yeah. that's the guy. That that is him. And you know he is like like when you think about like you know the man's man, the man like John Wayne. Yeah. You know that's him. He that's was very Johnny much Cash, John Wayne, man. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's it. You know. Yeah. And um, but anyway, and I think that Joaquin executed him. To yeah. A foot, well, that's I mean, the thing is he gets he gets so lost into to characters just the way that Heath Ledger did with the Joker. Yeah, like to you the point can of tell demise. I mean, I mean that's yeah. that's kind of what they said. Well, to yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of debate on there's that. A, there's but, a there's uh, a yeah. yeah. But you know, Joaquin, you can see like the physical transformation, and you can kind of see him losing it a little bit on screen, or at least he looks like he's losing it. He's either I mean he's a great actor, but he's either acting his ass off. Or he's losing it on screen. Yeah. And you can kind of see that. And it's that's exactly what you need to do for the Joker, though. And and he, oh, dude. He's doing you're, it. You're talking about how he portrayed it. Oh, dude. Yeah. When he's, like, sucking his ribs in. All, dude. Well, dude. I'm, I'm talking about, like, like the laugh, the everything. Oh, you it's, know. it's everything. It's just everything about him. Gotta, yeah. You've got to lose a piece of yourself for that. You I'm gotta, telling you right now. It's, it, it, looks, it looks. Okay. So. What I love about this, out of everything, mm-hmm. that we're taking comic book stuff. Yeah, and we're talking about it as if it was, you know, and it is, but, you know, like, piece of, like, like, like it's gonna cinematography. Be a, it's going to be a, like, oh, no. And see, like, that's the difference. No. This isn't a superhero movie. No, this is no. definitely, like, it's definitely a Scorsese film. That's no. what I, like, like, like I want to no. point on. Yeah. Is that it is it is definitely a Scorsese film. Exactly. Go back and watch Taxi Driver. Go back and watch, um, 
you know, Goodfellas, stuff like that. And it's there's they're very you can see it from the from the previews, like it is a hundred percent Scorsese. Yeah, but and you know what? And he brings it out. He brings it out every time. And I'm telling you what, Goodfellas, yeah, top five for me. Top five for me. It's like Braveheart's number one for me. I mean, I I will watch Braveheart. I bought it on I bought it on uh, DVD. I bought it on Blu-ray. I bought mm-hmm. it on 4K. I will I Braveheart to me is by far my favorite movie of all time. And you know what? Hate me for loving Mel Gibson in that one, but I just I just cannot get over how good that movie is. But that's not a Scorsese. But yeah, my but point is, is like, you know, next whatever. to that, yeah, next to that. Good but calls. I mean, he he. That's the type of thing with that I have in my top list is like. I mean, when you, like, Goodfellas, I mean, you cannot, I like, okay, all right, we're way off on a tangent here, but I'm going to just go there. So, all right, so, like, The Godfather. Yeah, another Scorsese film. It is. You know what? Didn't like it. Yeah, I liked two better than I did one, but yeah. But I didn't like one, two, or three. Okay. I mean, I watched. I I liked, um... Goodfellas a hell of a lot better than I did. Yeah, that, I mean I did too. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, there's a there's iconic. I like stuff. Bronx Tale a lot better. Than oh, Bronx, dude! <laughs> Seriously, you brought up Bronx Tale? Yes. That's a fan. That's one of Another my wife's. Film. But that's one of my wife's favorite movies of yeah. all time. That's a fantastic movie. You know, I love mob movies to begin with, as long as they're yeah. done well. Scarface. Yeah. Oh, oh, Scarface too, but. I mean, I don't put Scarface in my like top five, but I mean, it's definitely up there. But um, no, they're all good. They're all good. They're all, all all good. But let's get back to Joaquin. So back to Joaquin, though. So if you see this, the last tra- this is it. This is it. This is all we're gonna see until we get the movie. Yeah. And we'll and, we'll definitely be asses and seats. Oh, watching you know, well, it's what's funny is that we talked about this at the beginning. It's like we weren't was, crazy about it. We it was because it was so weird. Yeah, I mean, it was like he was bathing his mom in the tub, and they cut that out on the last trailer. But yeah. they put some other pieces from the previous trailer in the last trailer. Yeah, they put the Robert. But they De didn't do the bathing your mom in the tubby thing. Which, by the way, thank you because that is super creepy. But but yeah, I mean, but it's, it, but it speaks to the character and. That's like a, how he becomes. A, yeah, I now, think, so this is my question, yeah. Josh. This is okay. the ultimate question, okay? So, we got all this, right? And we can talk about is Heath better or is Joaquin better. We'll see, right? Yeah. But I still think it's going to be more of a complementary type of thing. Yeah, I agree. Two different, two different pieces of the Joker's life merging to make that character such a pivotal piece as we move forward in the DC Universe. Now... This is my question. So, we go back to, and this is a tie-in to back to Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. Okay, in the Joker universe. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now the Joker, this Joker, as we perceive, is the Joker in the universe that we know. Now, the reason that I say this is because in Batman versus Superman, there is a scene in Batman versus Superman. That has a cinema, right? And in the cinema, it has a trailer poster for Excalibur, which is another movie we can talk about another time. Yeah. So then, this movie, same poster. So, we are now talking about, is this a parallel? Is he in the universe? Or 
are we going to eventually be talking about? Now, this is the big stretch. Okay? I big think stretch. I'm on the same page. Are I'm we curious. talking about, are we going to get into a Joker universe? So here's the here's what I would like to see, and and you're going like New Fifty Two style, or not? Um, is it Rebirth or New Fifty Two where there are multiple Jokers? Mm. To where there's like three or four Jokers. Well, that's um. Because they did like no, that's they not did New Fifty Two. That's um. To where they they it was Rebirth because they they did rebirth, the thing, it's yeah. rebirth it's rebirth it's rebirth it's rebirth because I'm gonna talk so I'm, I'm talking about New Fifty Two in a minute. You're talking about that type of thing to where you know where where multiple Jokers exist. One Joker was created and then um, then kind of inspired another guy and inspired. Right. And it but this goes one on. though is at this point yeah. of Inception though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so we my got question Thomas though, Wayne, but, but my they question, working like a Flashpoint thing. Well, my question is, are we talking about, is this continuity? Yeah. Or is this going to be the launch of I don't think, the Jokerverse? I don't think it's continuity with what we've seen so, so far. So, do you but think it if might it be? were, what I would like to see, and this is just me like completely wishing. speculating and wishing. And first off, you guys realize, our listeners, that when Josh and I speculate, this happens. Yeah. Okay. We've, we've yeah. already called the next Joker. Yeah. Like after Joaquin, and there's been a lot of rumors beyond that Joker. We're not going to tell you <laughs> because it'll ruin a couple of things. But we're going to tell. You. We'll, we'll 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 like write it down on a piece of paper, keep it in a lockbox. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll yeah. reveal yeah. it afterwards. Yes. But um, here's what I would like to see: is during Batman v Superman, we saw the the Robin costume, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what I would like to see is that the Joker that we're seeing within Joker, if this is continuity. Okay. Okay. I'm with you right is, now. Is the original Joker. Okay. And then we have the Jason Todd Robin, Ooh. who that Batman or that Robin costume belonged to. And he's the Joker that we see within Batman, within Suicide Squad and Batman v Superman. The the um, Jared Leto Joker, that's actually Jason Todd. This is me thinking. Hold on a second. Um, <laughs> when you throw Jason, T- I first off, I love. I love the character of Jason Todd. Mm-hmm. So I love I love how I love how he interfaces and and, and has like the mm-hmm. he's almost like an interrupter in a way, you know what I mean? I love the character. And I love him. I'd love a dude. I love the Jason Todd that they have picked for uh, uh Titans. Titans. Too. Yeah. Dude, he's so so and by the way, he's back in two. Yeah. He's back in two. Um Wow, Josh, you really you really put that on the table right there. Yeah, that's interesting. That's an interesting thought. I mean, I got to think about that a little bit because I, I think I have something for that, but I got to think about that a little bit. Well, we could no. see too with them doing with them yeah. doing the new Batman, so we could see a crossover yeah. with the original Joker from Joaquin. Well, 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 well. There's also there's also the whole rumors of the bat the bat obviously showing up in Suicide Squad too. That's out there. Yeah. So. I mean that that actually I think is probably going to happen. Yeah. Who that is, I don't know. But you know, I got to be honest with you, dude. I am not 
I'm not on board with the Leto. No, well, I think Leto's I mean, done. The thing is, I think the mistake that Leto made with the Joker. I, I don't think it was Leto's mistake. I, I think it was more production. Yeah, exactly, mistake. exactly. I I actually think Leto could do it. Yeah, he could do it. He could do it right. Yeah, he could probably do but it. But what right. they chose to do is like take that yeah, Joker, new which age, is like that Joker. new edgy type yeah. of like you know. I don't you know. No. Yeah. There's some things... That's but that's like, why I like the Jason Todd thing better yeah. is because yeah. it's not the original Joker. It's, right. It's, exactly. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I got mm, to digest that a little bit. I got yeah. to think about that. I, that's a good point, though. That's good. It that's solid. ties directly into comics, too. I mean, yeah. Jason Todd was Joker <laughs> yeah. for a while. Yeah. So... Um, but yeah, I mean that's. I mean, if it's continuity, that's what I would like to see. You know, I don't think that's going to be continuity. Well, but I mean, but how do you how do you not put it in continuity when they have taken the time? I mean, let's be honest. If you you're taking a 19 like 80s poster of X because it's going to make a nine hundred. And then dollars. you're gonna, but that and was it, but that was also more. But, what what I get it. I, I mean I completely get what you're saying but you can't I mean come on you know people are so astute now right yeah. so you you can't take that and put it in this and not say there's a connection they could have put no and that's that's but, exactly I think that's probably exactly why is because people will speculate on it and people will go see the next Batman movie for more of a reason to figure out if it is connected. You mean and they'll keep on going. The Batman? The Batman. No, and, say first, uh, that's not going to yeah. drive me to go see The Batman. Yeah, the, it's The Batman. <laughs> and and so, and then the they'll go see, you know, the next movie and the next movie to see well, if he's going to show up. Yeah, all right. Okay. It's the right. same thing. The MCU does it. And they, yeah. you know, they, they how they've teased uh, Atlantis how long ago now since Iron yeah. Man 2. Yeah. So, you know, it's, but it paid People, off, didn't it, though? Yeah. It paid off. It hasn't paid off yet. Well, what? Atlantis? Atlantis? Within, within MCU. Oh, MCU. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah, with an Iron Man 2, they, no, they no, teased no. Wakanda and Atlantis. I mean, no. Wakanda paid off, but yeah. Atlantis hasn't paid off. No. So. No, no, no. no, you're right. You're right. You're right. All right. Well, you know what? This is something that we'll die, and I'm telling you right now, I will see this. I will see this. Oh, yeah. I'm going to see this. So, I mean, I'm so much it. more intrigued. This trailer didn't drive me to it to see it more, but what it, it kind did, of reaffirmed what it I was. It reaffirmed, yeah. like, like, I mean, it's like because he's so good, and he, and walking in himself is a weird dude. You yeah. know what I mean? He's a really, like, yeah. out there kind of guy. Yeah, I remember whenever he was doing the thing for the rap oh, thing, and that was whatever show he was doing at the time but yeah. yeah but anyway so we shall see all right what do you want to move on to i guess a couple other things yeah more stuff do more dc stuff all right so dc so um i'll wait i'll wait on this one because I, I this is to me my other story is very personal so i'll wait on that one but we'll talk about um how you feel about this all right so all right ezra miller right mm-hmm. the flash mm-hmm Solo movie. Mm-hmm. What do you think? It's the same guy that did The Flash within Batman v Superman, yeah. right? I like him. I, don't I like dis- the kid I, a lot. I, I, I don't dislike him. You know who's what? What else has Ezra Miller done? That's the director, right? No, as, no, that's the actor. Oh yeah, I like him. I like. There's him no. The, well, first off, there's, there's no, no director. There's no types. director named yet, right? So there's no director name for this. I hope they don't like the only thing that would ruin this Dude. for me is if they jump straight into like a flashpoint type of thing. I'm, 
Mm. I'm a DC guy. Yeah. I love DC. Love it. Love Flash. Yeah. Love. I, and actually, I don't have a problem with Ezra Miller's performance of Flash. I think he did fine in it. Yeah. I mean, it was like he's also acting in like piss poor, you know, movies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like we're talking about with the, you know, the Batman movies and all that type of stuff. So, but you know, I can't. Okay, I just a solo movie of the Flash. Okay, I'm not on board. And I, I, the only reason I say this is because I don't want DC to diminish a product that is solid. Like Barry Allen has extremely important ties in the DC universe. Extremely. Mm-hmm. He means Flashpoint. I mean, you can go on and you can say like Barry Allen has a, he. The Flash is a very important character, but it gets back into what I talked about before. You know, your 1As, your 1Bs, and whatever have you. He's a B character. I'm sorry that people may yell at me and hate me for saying that. He's a B character. Mm-hmm. I'm just... I, I cannot see him holding up... I can't see I can't see the Flash holding up movie on his own. Now, that being said, you can say, Oh, but wait a minute. What about the Flash series? The guy that plays the Flash on the series... Does a phenomenal job. Yeah, it works better in a in a, in a series in a environment. Ser- Thank too. you. And the thing is that you can see. However, <laughs> however, what? I would have said the same thing about Ant Man whenever they announced Ant Man, and and yeah, even but see, Thor. But, but but the difference with Ant Man though is that he was so obscure. And not, I don't mean obscure in the sense that I mean he was obscure in the sense of people that don't know comic books. He was obscure. Yeah. In a sense, so then you put Paul Rudd. In that character, yeah, I get you get a little bit of star power onto it. Yeah, exactly. So Ezra does not bring Paul Rudd to the character. Don't, but, but, but this is my issue here: is is that Rudd brings obviously everything to Ant Man. Everything he's solid gold, right? Ezra brings everything to Flash gold, but he's not Paul Rudd. Yeah, that's true. You know, and that's where I struggle with a little bit. And the thing is, I don't want DC to make a misstep. Yeah, I agree. So that. Okay, okay. Who's. All right, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Flash's biggest villain. Who is it? It's Negative Flash. Okay. Ask anybody if they knew who he is. Yeah. I don't even know the character's name. Exactly. Yeah. So, all right, so. But, but, can you say what he, but, this is where I struggle with it, because it's like, okay, the Flash, okay, what is he, okay, so he's in the Justice League, right? Yeah. He does great things. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's, you need him. You need him. Yeah, he's kind of the comic relief for the group. And the thing is, if you play Barry Allen the right way, yeah. that's exactly what he should be. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think, I think that the guy that they have playing him, I think he's fine. Yeah. In a support yeah, a capacity. Support yeah. And, and then when I read I that. I get out, that. I mean, I can point back to Thor too, but it doesn't work the same way as Thor um, just because they've got, you know. Thor had a little bit of momentum behind it as to where well, first the Flash maybe doesn't. Well, with Thor, I mean, Thor's a whole different animal. You really think so? Like, I mean, between Thor, Flash and Thor, 
Yeah, because, I mean, the way that you laid out Flash Dude, you, was okay. Flash is known, but he's a B-list character. And Thor is very well known um, for many multiple things. Okay. But he's very much a B-list character. Like no. before, no. Before the movie came out, I would have put him on the same level as Flash. Seriously? Yes. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Right. But you, many you, people... You put Thor as a B-list many, character. Aside from people within our... Like with comic book readers no. and stuff like that, the majority mm. of the audience would see Thor as the god of thunder as within the 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 mythos of of the Vikings... I wouldn't see, you know, Thor no, the comic book character. I could get on board if you said that was Conan, but <clears throat> yeah. not with Thor. Really, you think that? <coughs> yeah, before the movie came out. Obviously, now it's not the same thing. After after you know three movies and okay, so six seven okay, different so you, appearances. You read? I mean, obviously, you, uh, yeah, like two thousand eight Thor would have been no. okay. Really? Hmm. I think I honestly think most people agree. I mean, we can take a poll, but well, um, I'm just trying to wreck my mind around that one for a second because you know, like I said before, and maybe this is where my bias comes from, is that I didn't read Thor, mm-hmm. but I read Conan. Yeah, and I read Conan. I read everything. I read the novels. I read all the comic books and everything else about Conan. I know everything about everything you want to know about Conan. I know. Yeah. And then I always equated him to like a Thor type of character, but thing is, I didn't read Marvel, yeah. and that's where that's where I fell down. But I always, I never didn't compare him to Thor. Yeah. So Thor, in my mind, even though I didn't read him, this was I'm talking about the '80s. So, like, when the 80s, when I was reading Conan, and Thor was obviously with Marvel, and even though I didn't read Thor, Thor, it was always, I was always trying to make Conan better than Thor. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm like, thinking, if, I'm, if I had spent, like, five years reading Conan, and I can't make him better than Thor, yeah. then that, in my mind, makes Thor... Obviously, very relevant. Yeah, I think and, he's, and, he was still but relevant, you, but, but like don't think as a comic book character, you put him in the B list, though. Yeah, I, I think he's relevant within one spectrum, but but to take like as a comic book character, if you were to attach if you were to attach Thor to Marvel before the Thor the first Thor movie, I don't think most people would understand that Thor was a Marvel character. Yeah. So I mean, you know, my first my first exposure to Thor was was through the Avengers, back whenever I was a teen, and, and you know, I didn't wouldn't have originally thought that Thor was a was a Marvel character I, like back then. But was, was he an original member? Yeah, he was an original member of the Avengers. But well, then Thor, Ant Man, um, Captain America, Iron Man. Um. Hawkeye, I think was on, still on there. I don't remember exactly All right. Hawkeye, but cool. Yeah, I get so, it. So you know, right. we'll I, I don't know, but uh, yeah, I speculate that that he's probably still along the same realm. So what else you got? Um, 
Solo we covered. I'm going to talk about some DC... Um, well, I'll just have to say it's about um, Greg Capolo. So what was the news, though, about The Flash? That was it. Oh. Basically, they're going to do a solo... I mean, it's it's supposedly in the bank. They're doing yeah. this. Well, it's been in like that for a little bit. Yeah, but, I mean, they have... And no, it's slowed down, they, I guess, But they have bit. no director. Yeah. They have no director behind this. Yeah, I could see, like, they would yeah. probably put things on hold for a little bit until after uh, Aquaman and, and, did so well. And I just don't... Unless they do a Flashpoint... I mean, that's the whole point. Is I would you, love to see a Flashpoint. I just don't want to see it the, as the first thing. Yeah, but us, when so. you say Flash, what do you think? Um, like storylines, what do you think? I mean, you could do a team. You could do like a... Um, no, no, no. But I mean, like I say, okay, we're going to do a Flash movie. What are you thinking? Flashpoint? Exactly. You Well, no. If, you, if we're going to do a Flash movie... Like the the initial Flash movie, like like the first Flash movie we do. But we don't need. We don't. We do. don't but the whole thing, he's already established. So yeah, we don't need but to I'm not go saying like like that. we're not doing, but but like build up to like Flashpoint movie. Don't. Mm. I'm saying like like do do um what uh was it Doctor Ice or whatever the guy's name is like the the Ice guy mm. in there um uh do the or um. Cool, whatever, yeah, um, General Cool or whatever his name is, and then the the fire guy that goes along with him, and then do the talking ape, and have that as a movie. And I don't remember their names, but have that as a movie, and then the second movie you do as a Flashpoint movie, or yeah, you know, but but, but as or you, the third movie leading but, up to. But the whole the third point movie. is, is like you can't or do like the Flashpoint is like a crossover. That'd be a great but idea you for cannot crossover. anchor. The DC movie production on Fla- on on Flash, you can't do it. Sure, you can. No, dude, it's not gonna work. If you if you're if you're talking two, if movies, you're producing quality movies, you can. Well, the question is: Is no, Warner no, Brothers? I, gonna I produce just don't think. I don't. I honestly, I honest to God, do not think that people have enough invested Investment. interest oh, into going to see Flash. You and I, yeah, well, we'll of course, course we're gonna go see yeah. it. Of course, you and I are gonna go see it. And we're going to probably love it. But you know what? It's not going to pull. It's not going to pull. It's not going to pull enough to be able to say, okay, we're going to now take the DC Universe into this next step. I know Ezra Miller's not Jason Momoa, but I would have said the same thing. No, he's a good Flash. He's a good Flash. Uh, Well, I would have said the same thing about an Aquaman movie before Jason Momoa. But Jason Momoa kind of broke that mold. And that's the reason that we got a good Aquaman movie. You don't have the same thing with Ezra Miller. And I can get where your concern is. Um, but with a good screenwriter, with a good writer, director, and with a good production um, team behind it, you can get to like a crossover Flashpoint um, point. You can do like a Justice League movie, yeah. Justice League Flashpoint. Well, starting at. Flashpoint, like a Flash movie. Well, if he, I think you have to do it in one movie. No, I, I I'm open to that too. I just, you know, if, if you're I think you, Flash, you could, I Flash. think that it's going to be a complex movie. It's going to be a lot of triggers in there, and going to be a lot of pulleys. But you got to get you got to get people invested in the Flash early, and then you have to get him to that point where you know he's a pivotal character that's going to control the outcomes of whatever's going to fucking go down. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, then then people can be more on board. But Ezra Miller has to has to hold that mantle and pull that shit all the way fucking through. And to be honest with you, 
I don't dislike him as Flash. I think he's a great Flash. I don't think he has the. I don't think he has the has mustard. The chops. Yeah. The, I don't think he has the mustard to pull it through. Now, I actually, actually, to my personal opinion, I think the dude that does Flash on CW probably has more pull than this guy does. Yeah, probably. You know. So, but, anyways, that's all I had on that one. So, but we can move on to the next thing. Yeah. Well, it's Jeffrey um, DC News. Oh, are we recording? Yeah, we're still recording. Oh, I didn't know you. I thought you. Okay. <laughs> no, I thought I'd turn uh, it back after you sat down. Oh, I'm sorry, brother. All right, so um, all right, this is this is personal to me, but so I just was so happy to see this. It made my heart sing. It mm-hmm. Made my heart sing so hard, and I love it. But and I'm gonna butcher his name because I think it's like I'm not gonna pronounce it correctly. But everybody knows who he is. He's an artist. His name's Greg Capolo. I call him Greg Capolo. That's what Grayson and I call him. But um, he's uh, just been re-signed by DC, so his new contract is extended. So he's definitely going to be working with them. And he started working with them in uh, 2011. And um, it's kind of personal for me because 2011 is when, like, I've always been a comic book reader. But 2011 is when they relaunched the new 52. Yeah. And it was so beautiful because my younger son, uh, Grayson, who has given movie reviews here um, and has been on the podcast, has actually, um, at that point in the new 52, I was able to introduce him to Mm. comic books again. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's one of those things. It's like I dropped out of comic books for probably about 10 years. And it's like, I always paid attention, but I didn't read like I read yeah. now. Like I like now I read. I yeah. mean, I read them. I read a ton of comic books. But in 2011, he got on board. So like I took my son to the comic book store and uh, Pittsburgh Comics. So just so you know, Mount Lebanon Road in Pittsburgh. If anybody wants to go, the guy I, I we call him the dude because yeah. he kind of looks like the, the dude. dude. And this guy has everything. And if he doesn't have... By the like, way, if that guy is not cosplaying as, like, Thor yeah. from Endgame at some point, because, yeah. you know, Thor is the dude within yeah. Endgame. <laughs> yeah. so, the so dude's ba- not marketing very so well. So basically, like, I would go in, and I would, I would talk to this guy, and he would... Like, this guy was so knowledgeable, it was, like, ridiculous. Mm. It's like, you know, and, and props up to Soundwave, too, because they, they do the yeah. same thing, you know? It's yeah, the Greg same. Is pr- is good. Greg, is, Greg is very, very knowledgeable. Soundwave here in Somerville, too. But um, this guy, it's like if we talked about something and I brought up, I'm like, hey, I used to read this or whatever, he would say, hold on a second. And he would go to this mythical mm-hmm. basement. And he would go down to this basement and he'd pull all these things out. He'd come back up and he would take the time to show Grayson. It's like this tied into this, this tied into this, this tied into this. And he laid out like 30 comics. You know what I mean? And it's like the point was he didn't want us to buy these comics. Mm-hmm. He wanted a, he wanted Grayson to understand that that this is this is the chain, okay? Yeah. So if you want to read these, fine, I'll sell them to you. Yeah. But he wasn't trying to sell us this stuff. Yeah, you he know was what trying I mean? to, to He knew that we were in there because it was the new 52, new launch, recreation of everybody. And so at that point, it's like Grayson picked who he liked. Of course, I told him like well heavily into batman yeah. obviously strong into well that was the court of owls right so yeah. 
that was where Greg Capolo came in. So it's like 2011. You also had Scott Schneider writing it. So yeah. those two, those pair, that pair between his art and that guy's writing, dude, I'm done. I yeah. cannot, dude. I'm telling you, you cannot find a better comic than that. And yeah. you can talk about, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love, I mean, my favorite Batman is Frank Miller, hands down, done. Okay. Yeah. However. What these guys have done with the bat since then is phenomenal. So, anyways, he's been re-upped, and I'm just like, that's just like awesome. You know what I mean? So, um, but Capolo's done a lot of other things too. He did. He just wrapped up the DC Black. Like we talked about that before, like the adult version stuff or whatever it is, the PG eighteen or whatever it might be. I don't know what you call it, but he did the the um, last night on Earth series mm-hmm. which is fantastic and um but anyways he he keeps doing stuff and there was a, a a thing i think we touched on for a very short time and we didn't talk about it and actually what i want to do is bring grayson on too because he this is something he and i shared together which was a really cool thing it was the entire metal series mm-hmm. um it was uh, the dark dark nights metal and it, it like it it's a launching pad for a ton of other stuff too but it brought out a bunch of new villains as well and it has been a really really it was the metal the metal series was great and it was a lot of crossovers and stuff like that but obviously that was drawn by Capolo written by Snyder and it's just it's just it's just really 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 good so now what they're doing now that now that he's been re upped and he's now exclusively with DC only. Um, they're going to be doing a metal extended like like um, piece. So they're taking the metal, what the outcomes of the metal, and they're taking it further. So, yeah. so that's going to be like I can't wait for that because he's like he is the he is the business. So, but Greg. So if people don't know Greg, these are some things we've talked about before. He's written X Force. He's drawn X Force. He's drawn the What If series, which we talked about, which is going to be mm-hmm. coming out soon. Yeah. He drew that back in the day. I mean, back in the day, it's not that back, not that far. But you know what? You know what I find out? He did Spawn too. So, mm-hmm. and that was on a different different label. But you know, do you do you ever notice like a lot of talented people touch Spawn and then they they move away? Yeah. There's a ton. There's a ton of traffic by Spawn, and Spawn is a great character. Mm-hmm. He really, really is, and it's like it's one of those things. Like, you know, DC hasn't absorbed that character, so he's, no. he's not. DC he's getting for, rebooted. Yeah, uh, you know what? So. He, Spawn's. You know what? Whoever created him, which I probably should know, and I feel like yeah, I should have a nerd card pulled. I don't know for sure who it was, but anyways. Anyways, that's what's going to be happening then. But um, but Scott Schneider though is the other guy that is kind of like like if you see Greg, you see Scott. So if you see the two of these guys together, mm. all I can say is like don't even question Magic it. Happens. Don't even question it. Put it in your comic book bag. Buy the edition. Buy whatever it is. And I'm telling you, the artwork that Greg does mm. does as much for the comic. As Scott's writing, and Scott's writing is absolutely phenomenal. 
Yeah. I think Scott's writing is so, so, so good. And actually, you know, one thing that I'm kind of like, we've talked about, and we've been back and forth on it like that, but Scott Schneider's also, like, he was originally worked on the Batman and stuff like that, too. But he actually wrote Swamp Thing for a while, too. Mm-hmm. And I think when you can, like, w- like work the Swamp Thing angle, too, mm-hmm. that shows a a um, author's chops, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Because, it, it, again... Shows depth. Depth. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Josh. You summed it up. Depth. That's a yeah. perfect word that you just said right there. It's depth. And I think that anytime I think anything that touched Swamp Thing, I'm kind of, like, biased to it now because I... I did watch the series all the way through, and we've talked about that too. And I'm telling you what, that series was like spot the hell on. And it was like really well well done, very good. And I just hope they pick it up because, they, of course, they leave you with a cliffhanger, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, what are we going to do here? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? So let's hope, let's hope they do it. So, But as long as we can keep these two guys together, like Greg and Scott together... We're going to see so much good DC stuff. So much. And when I saw that his contract was extended, that means that he cannot do anything else unless it's with DC. Which is great because he brings so much stuff. And Scott, as you know, probably you know, I know you know this, but one of our favorite Batman stories, Court of Owls, written by Scott. Mm -hmm. So... That's the type of work that you're going to get, and you're yeah. going to have him penciling everything. Oh, it was great. His work in X Force was really good too. Oh, yeah. it's phenomenal, phenomenal. I can't. You know what? We. I cannot. I don't even know. I mean, my notes are done on these two, but I'm telling you what, I can't say enough about these guys. Yeah, he's definitely like Grant Morrison, like level type. Oh, person, I think. fantastic. I mean, just app. You you just spoke of God right there with Grant Morrison too. So yeah. Fantastic. So that's my big news kind of like a little bit thing on DC there. But um, moving on, get away from that. But let's definitely make sure that we understand that, you know, that's important. And um, keep, I mean, people that don't, we talk about a lot of things, movies, different things like that too. But, you know, comic books are where I think that a lot of our, you know, Josh and I live in those pieces. And definitely check that out. So um, the other piece was that... um, in the Suicide Squad, did you see that Nathan Nathan Fillion? Nathan Fillion? Yeah. yeah, I did see that. Yeah, I didn't see who he was playing. Undisclosed. Oh, okay. Undisclosed. That's why. <laughs> yeah, that's why you didn't see it. Yeah. So Nathan Fillion, a fan favorite for Josh and I. Yes. Yeah. We, exactly. We yeah. Have major fan boners for Nathan Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Exactly. Well, the other thing too is like you know one thing I thought about so like oh I'm not thinking I'm okay. So the other day I was watching I was watching DC um, the DC app which it was working thank God mm-hmm. which was a rarity for me as you know we've talked about how it doesn't work for me yeah but anyways it was working and I was, I was watching Green Lantern yeah and it was um it was it was interesting it was just like a you know they have like I don't know a couple different seasons on there or whatever I don't think it was a season I don't know what it was but anyways but. I did not know that Nathan Fillion voiced Green Lantern. Green Lantern? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It fits. I mean, yeah. So he, sense. So he's already kind of like dipped into the comic universe. And the thing is, is like people don't realize if you do the animated stuff well, mm-hmm. you can definitely move over to live action too. And it's like d- people don't understand that DC, their releases 
of these animated like okay so hush just came out right mm-hmm. hush came out like what month ago like three weeks ago or whatever it was yeah it was like a month ago yeah a month ago so dc launched it right but it was still available for rent on yeah. um xfinity yeah. and all that type of stuff and it wasn't just for rent it was like in like like their little bars they say yeah. hey check like, me out check yeah. me out check me out yeah the featured the feature things and stuff like that so Anyways, I, I, I just, anytime I can see an opportunity to give Nathan Fillon credit, yeah. I want to get up on it because I love the dude. Love the guy. So, All right, the last piece that I really want to touch on a little bit is um, the Birds of Prey. Yeah. So what Birds of Prey has done is they, they have brought in um, a Chad, and I'm going to butcher his last name, uh, Stash Haleski, I believe is his name. And I obviously, if there's a ski in it, I'm from Pittsburgh and I don't know that correctly. I apologize. But, anyways, this guy is the director for John Wick. He's been brought in on Birds of Prey for like reshoots on the act on the action sequences. So, He's not going to. He's not going to even get credit for this. So it's not. He's not, he's not even going to get like a mention in the credits or anything like that. He's coming in, which I don't understand why Chad would come in and do this, but he is, which is great because yeah, I'm sure that they probably have something like lined up for him. Oh, he, after this, no, he'll get something. He'll get something out of this for sure. But which which shows me, this is what it shows me, Josh. That they are DC is making an effort to ensure that like these lesser and I hate to say lesser, but lesser movies like Birds of Prey are going to be solid. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I mean it's, it's like bringing John Woo in for like a gunfight. You know what I mean, or something like that. This is what this guy does. And if you've seen John Wick one, two, or three, you've seen it. You've seen how he executes. Especially in the action scenes. And if you remember that in Birds of Prey, thank you. Thank you. Bring it in. You know what I'm saying? Because he's going to bring, I think he's going to bring some mustard that we just are not familiar with as far as it goes. But Yeah, I mean, it, it'll definitely be something that will work very well within that film. Yeah. So I think I'm looking at, I'm, I'm excited about that. We'll see what happens with Birds of Prey. Um, again, I, I'm so happy for Greg getting his re-up and, um, you know, keeping it, keeping it in the house. And, the, you know, the, the other side that DC has to do is uh, they have to also, um, the, they got to keep Schneider, though. You know, that's that's the hard part. Do they have to? Yes, they do. Because uh, you're he, talking about comic book Schneider. You're not talking about, like, Zack Schneider. No. Oh, okay. Scott Schneider. Yeah, Scott Schneider. That's yeah. fine. No, I'm talking. I'm I'm completely talking comic books, because I mean, if you if you give oh dude, I would I would give a stack. I would like literally push a stack of money across the table and say, go ahead, Zach and Greg do a movie, and I'm guaranteeing you it would be lights out, lights mm-hmm. out, lights out. Those guys are that talented. And again, I we've talked about this before, and we talked about the talent. That we, you know, that these are like these authors and these people, writers of comic books and and things like that. I mean, obviously, with the art, you can see it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's there. So you can see it. Yeah. And there's books that I will not look. I won't even look at books. That don't have good art. I mean, I'm. I guess call me an art snob. I don't know. 
But, I mean, first off, okay, that's a lie. I will read, if it's Batman, I'll read it. Even if the art's bad, I'll read it. And then I'll bitch about the art. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's something that Grace and I debate constantly. Who's the best artist, you know, for Batman. Mm-hmm. But if the writing's good, but we, we focus more on the writing. Writing, yeah. Then we do the art, you mm-hmm. know. And, um, but this. I mean, look at, like, The Dark Knight Returns. It was, it was, it wasn't great art, but no. it was, it was such a good storyline. Yeah. It's, it's been infamous for yeah. that storyline. Yeah. And, um, so, but it proves, it proves the strength of comic book writing. And I don't think people always, people always want to discount it. And it's like, don't discount it because it yeah. is, it it's is a very art, difficult, it's art an form. art form. It's very difficult. It's almost like, like, like writing on Twitter. Like you, you're limited. Yeah. And you're not even just limited to the 120. You're, you're cut to cut that in half. Because yeah, you're even limited half. more, yeah. and you have to convey the emotions, you have to convey the intent, you have to convey the story, you have to convey all this, and then you talk about something that can be masterful and do that and engage you. And on top of that, then the thing is, like to me, to be engaged, it's not just about the writing; it's about engaging of the of the, of the art as well. Because mm-hmm. when I read when I read a comic book that's not written like drawn by somebody that I like. I'm not gonna lie to you, dude. I don't. I don't even look at the art. Yeah. But when I, when I read something by like Greg, mm-hmm. it's very slow. Yep. Very slow. So. Anyways, done. Anything else for DC? That's it, brother. All right. Let's move on to Star Wars. Yes. Um, so I mean, the only thing that we really have to talk about Star Wars, the only thing that really. Released, I mean, obviously we, we need to mention that the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge within Orlando opened up this weekend. Um, line starting as soon as possible that they, they could um, into Hollywood Studios the night before uh, or the morning of. Uh, 3 a.m. I think was when they opened up their gates and as soon as they opened up their gates they had a line of cars waiting. Um, three people were trying to get into the park at 11 a.m. or 11 p.m. the night before. Um, they wouldn't allow them into like the the parking area to be able to Insane. park. Insane! Insane, huh? So uh, I'm I'm honestly surprised that it, it wasn't longer days in advance. Yeah. But um, you know, it, well, first of all, I'm not, I'm not judging because you no, and I, I would have if you and yeah, I would have been there. Yeah, if we, yeah. Uh, if we would have planned and saved and stuff like that, we probably would have been there. Um, Titsy, uh, and this is like third hand. The wife was talking to me about the Star Wars Hotel and early prices on the Star Wars Hotel. Um, all inclusive, but like three grand a night. <laughs> dude, dude, dude. Dude, I love Star Wars. Yeah, I love. Well, Star- I love Star Wars. Three grand a night, though. But if you and I like just skipped one night, and we had six grand. Yeah, we could buy a land speeder. Yeah, no, no kidding. It's not we, gonna. I, it could, would just wouldn't happen. We could spend a week in Galaxy's Edge versus. No, that that no. that is just. You know what? I get like the the one for like pay, complete would, immersion. Yes, into I, it. Yeah, I would pay a pretty penny, but uh, no. You're right. Yeah, complete immersion. Complete immersion is, I want Yoda to come pick me up at my house. <laughs> okay, and a Nubian yeah. star destroyer or cruiser. Yeah. 
Um, but the big news, of course, is we, we have a new trailer. Yeah. Um, I think you summed up probably pretty well. We've got 20 seconds of new footage. I think we can squeeze probably 30 minutes out of talking about this in uh, 20 talk, seconds. Yeah. Isn't, it, isn't it? Dude, but the whole point is, like, that's what I love about what we do, right, mm-hmm. though? It's it's fandom, right? So yep. I mean, very much. So, yeah. It's like I'm Jones and so bad for Star Wars right now mm-hmm. because we we've been in this law. We talked about that before. It's like I can't wait for the Mandalorian. I yeah. cannot wait for that. I can, dude. I, you know, what? I'm actually considering taking it. if if they launch all the episodes in one day. It's not. It's once a week. Oh, I was planning on taking a day off work. No, there you can you can you can go and buy three years worth of. Um, Will they give me all the episodes? Uh, no, you can buy three years worth of uh, Disney Plus for the price of two years. So you can uh, save. Nah, I don't want to do bucks. that. But, anyways, you know we've been we've been drooling over any type of piece of Star Wars footage we can get, and and I honestly God I cannot. I can. I am so not disappointed mm-hmm. with every second of the Mandalorian. Yeah. So we've been down that road. Not going to beat that horse to death. But we have been given the blessing. Yeah. Of new, some new additional footage. footage, right? Yep. Even if it is twenty seconds, um, we're more than happy to talk about it. Yes, sir. More than happy to receive. Yeah. It. Um, and you know the the big elephant in the room. Obviously, is um, Ray mm-hmm. uh, wielding a red double-ended lightsaber? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, a double-ended lightsaber makes perfect sense for her. Um, and I kind of want to, other than the bad acidness <laughs> of um, her, the little flick-down move mm-hmm. to where it like it extends from like a. A two-pronged um, lightsaber into like a full staff. Um, what are your feelings of the the that scene? Well, first off, it's context, right? Yeah. So let's talk about. Con- I mean, we don't we know don't the context. Yeah. So we don't have any. But I don't want to gloss over the badassness of that because it is badass. It's bad. The ass. Yes. It is so badass. I will buy you put a hilt up like that, like a, a good quality hilt like that up on like I don't, I don't care wherever. Mm-hmm. Um to where I can buy like the, the the higher quality lightsabers. I will buy one in a heartbeat and put it up on my wall. Yeah. No, I think it's uh it it definitely shows some things. And um again not knowing the context, we can sit here and we can guess all day long. Yeah. So, what's your best guess? My best guess is that it's probably not a a. Uh, my guess is that it's more of a visual vision quest type thing or something. It's like it's not reality. Okay. Type of thing. I'm going to give you an educated guess. Okay. Um, so you're, saying Star Wars, not, you're saying my guess is not educated? No, it's, it's pretty educated. <laughs> it's um, it's the, the StarWars.com um, site yeah. um, 
had posted up a picture of it after it ran on D23. Yeah. Um, and they said a vision of Rey um, as a Sith or as, as Sith or Dark Side or whatever. A vision of Dark yeah. Side Rey. And so, and then they um, they very quickly changed that to a different description. So, what did they change to? Uh, I mean, I can look it up really quick, but um, uh, well, my point is like it's like so you you have Ray, you know Ray, you know where she's at, and then you, like you can't you can't transition her to that point that drastically that quickly mm-hmm. in my opinion but but again to me it could be like hey she's battling somebody she picks up a lightsaber and boom boom there you go you know so I, I who knows who knows because we I mean again it's, it's completely without context mm-hmm. but while you're looking that up I will tell you one thing that uh the Star Wars uh, fandom like busted the trailer on real quick. Yeah, real yeah, quick. tell me that because we were talking about that before. Yeah. So basically, like you see, like Ray battling Kylo, right? Mm-hmm. And they're on this like tip of an old destroyer, which makes you assume that they're in that, you know, uh, um, not Batu. It's uh, indoor. Indoor? No, not indoor. It's um. What was the one with the... Oh, um, crap. I can't remember now. But um, anyways, it doesn't matter. But they're fighting on the tip of this old destroyer that's been obviously been downed. And they're fighting. And Kylo's, like, swinging his lightsaber. She's swinging her lightsaber. And they, and they touch or whatever. But the whole point is, like, it's so... It's bright enough that you could see the silhouette of the feet of Kylo... But you can't see the silhouette of his cape. Okay? You can see the silhouette of his cape. No, you can't. I'm looking at a picture right now. Well, what they're saying... No. Okay. So, what they're saying is that obviously the cape is CGI'd. Yeah. And what what they're saying is like, oh, we found a mistake. And I'm like, really? To me, it's petty. It's kind of pretty petty, but... Yeah, I mean, uh, within on StarWars.com, within um, a still from the trailer, there the cape's there. Well, so that's the cape. It, well, they put it in because it's not on the trailer. Yeah, it may have, they may have put it in. They, they actually they slowed the trailer down, and they showed you that Kylo, you see his two feet in the shadow from his feet behind him, but you see it's no It's actually cape. in a poster, rather, not in a still. No, well, the poster, of course, is going to have it. Yeah. But the uh, the actual footage, if you watch it and you pause it, which again this is so petty, and it's so. But I mean again, that's what I love about Star Wars people though too. It's like like that you can't. You got to do that. You got to do it right. You know what I'm saying? It's like you you have, you have a hundred, <coughs> hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of critics that are looking at your what you're putting out there, and if you think that you could put something out there. And think that no one's going to see that you're insane. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you you know that's going to get caught. You know it's going to get caught, and it got caught. So don't get me wrong. It's like they said that the majority of like the cape shots that he has are all CGI. Yeah, I mean, like it's. I mean, I would think like 
in the words of um, what's her face from The Incredibles, a cape is probably not a good idea. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I I, I can't remember her name. But yeah, 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 the costume designer. Yeah. The little tiny lady. Yeah, the little tiny lady. Um, yeah, I can't find this picture. Um, anyways, but yeah, it, it was on StarWars.com like directly after that, and they've they had renamed it, and I, I can't find it again, but. Um, the the gist of it was that that it's it's went through and and it was more like now it's like a version of yeah okay well let's get over the cape thing that's stupid yeah. but all right what what's your take on the lightsaber deal though my take is that it's it's reminiscent and going based upon what JJ did with the with episode seven is probably reminiscent of um, the scene on Dagobah where. Um, to where Luke was went into the tree and faced his own dark side against the Vader that he cut a head off of and it was himself within the helmet. So I think it's probably something similar to that. I think that you're probably right. It's probably a vision of sorts. Yeah, I think it is too. I think it is absolutely. Now whether they play it the exact same way or not or if they play it like a, a vision of things to con- that could be... Um, uh, is up you know we'll have to wait and see but um you know it's it's i think it's probably definitely a vision but a badass vision that's i would love i really hope that if they don't like turn her so i mean there's some speculation though and i would like to go over the speculation it's not no okay go ahead but um and and i'm not i'm not saying that i it is completely i get you go ahead do it but the um People are saying that uh, within the comics, there was there was um, uh, Palpatine had created a clone of himself, um, and he had created a clone of Luke actually. Uh, but he had he had placed his like his consciousness in somebody else. Um, what there's speculation that it's actually a clone of Ray, and then it's this there's speculation that it's not Ray at all. Um, that it, the actress isn't actually. The girl that plays Ray, um, and I can't remember her name right now, and it would be that's pretty par for the course for this. Mm-hmm. But um, there, there's another actress within the within the um, list of cast members that looks a lot like the girl that plays Ray, and they're thinking that it's going to be that that's actually somebody else. Some people have actually went through and like chosen out like minute details and said these things are different about. Ray in previous shots versus this shot within the same trailer, and this is the reason that's not Ray and it's this other actress. So, what do you think, though? I think it's just I think it's like I, think I said. It's, I think it's, it's a bunch of BS. I think it's I think it's uh, most likely a vision, like it, there was on Dagobah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree with Luke. So, so we'll see how that goes, but I'm telling you what. It, Thing is that we just we hang on every second of footage we can get, mm-hmm. you know, and then like we dissect it and we like review it and we get to go through so much stuff and it's like uh sometimes it is what it is, mm-hmm. you know, and I think in this situation it is what it is. Yeah, and it's not that it's not what we think. What what people might surmise it might be, or what they project it might be. It's not. This is this is. I just can't see it. I can't see it. I can't see it in the in the in the genre of what we're talking about in Star Wars and with the Rise of Skywalker and all that type of. No, 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 it doesn't work. But, what 
Um, was there anything else within the, the trailer that you saw that was different than? Um, no, not really. But I, I, I do. What I loved. What, okay, first off, what I loved about Joe was just like the, the, all the throwbacks. Yeah. All the throwbacks. It was yeah. so good. Yeah, this so, is so good. And it's like it's like every iconic moment that you can think of was like like so in your face and it was like right there and it's like boom, 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 boom. It's like one, two, three, four. And they were like everything was like like, Oh yeah, that's so cool. And it's like, you know, I mean it's like really just it is just it reinvigorated people. And it's like what that's what they have to do because this movie's not out. Yeah. So, where do you think the uh, the last saber or that saber battle between Kylo and Rey is happening? If where, it is Kylo, where do I think it's happening? Yeah, I think it's happening on um, the down planet, which I can't not remember the name of the down planet with like the Death Stars crashed. Mm. That planet right there, I think that's where it's happening. I think that. Um, Talking about the one with the Ewoks, or no, 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 the other planet. That's uh, it's actually in the video games. Oh, um, gotcha. Um, um, it's um, I cannot remember the name of the planet. Yeah, which uh, Seth's like banging his head against like his yeah, desk right now. I'm He's sure he is. It's this, but yeah, I get what, I get what you're saying now. It's it's um. Anyways, it's gone. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't have it. It's gone. Yeah, I mean, I have the the same feeling that it seems to be the 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 um the Death Star from Episode Six in the background, and that's that's where we're at at this point. They're kind yeah. of taking it full circle, and that only makes sense within uh, an arc to where they'll they'll begin at a point and then they'll end at the same point. So it's kind of necessary that they do that, and it makes a whole lot of sense that they're there. We did get the party scene on the desert planet. Yeah. That desert planet does look like um, that may be Tatooine um, based upon some of the things. So hopefully we'll see, we'll see that they're back at Tatooine. So. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I mean, just to have more visuals just is yeah. great. Yeah. So I mean, it's like I can't I can't say that that we can theorize and and glean much from what we got. You know, we already had all this. You know, and so you know, let's just be happy that we got a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, I think that you know, in a way, that's I think that might be their mindset. It's like, okay, so obviously we like, oh my god, when that first trailer came out, Josh, you and I spent. How many? Yeah, we went over the trailer. It was at least an hour. It was at least an hour. You know, we we watched it. 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 And and you know, it's one of our first episodes. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it. I mean, there's a lot of good content in that in the first one. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I I I just can't wait. And it's like you know what? I can't wait for any type of injection of Star Wars. So. I cannot wait for the Mandalorian. I just, dude, you have no idea. Yeah, no, I know. You yeah. have no idea. I, we talked about this before. 
And we keep talking about it, and it's like, oh my goodness, can you please just launch this so we can have it? Mm-hmm. And I just don't, I just, I mean, we talked a little bit about it last week, and we got a little bit more last week with the Mandalorian when they did the additional stuff. And we talked about, like, you know, eh, some of the some of the space scenes maybe weren't as tight as they should be, but everything else was look, like dynamite. Dynamite, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I just like to hear, like learn the stories and fill those gaps that we don't know in the Star Wars universe mm-hmm. that, you know, would be so cool. And it's like, you know, I feel my gaps. Like right now I'm on like the third novel of Thrawn. Yeah. So I fill my gaps by trying to like read like that type of stuff. And it's like, it's interesting. It's really cool. And like, I think Thrawn is a really cool character. And eventually, we will see Thrawn on the big screen. Yeah. I guarantee you. And and if we'll they, devote like five if they episodes do, to talking about Thrawn. If they do. This is okay. So, hands down, here's my opinion on Thrawn. Thrawn is so awesome of a character. He's just so awesome. He's just mm-hmm. he's such a good character. I want. This is who I want to play him. I want Cumberbatch. I want Cumberbatch yeah, to Cumberbatch. play Thrawn. And I think he could do this. So, I mean, he, like, when I read these books, I read the books and I vision him. Mm-hmm. And I envision him. When I, when I envision him, it just, these books fly. These books fly. I read these, like, so quick. And, and it's like, he's, and he, I just, well, first of all, I love him, but he'd be good. I, that's my pick, anyways, for Thrawn. Yeah. When it comes down to it. So. He's a good pick. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's really it as far as... Um, well, we have one segment left. Yes, we absolutely do. Which is the uh, Danley Ask a Question segment. A brand new segment that we're introducing. Yeah. Danley Ask a Question will be yeah. over this week, uh, weekly. So, Danley's question is... First off, this is one Danley's been pondering. Okay. For quite some time. We can all agree, this is what he says. We can all agree that Christian Bell was the best Batman. Mm-hmm. Who was the worst? Oh. Um. And then I'll we'll we'll share our comments, and then I'll tell you his opinion. Okay. Who's I? I've got mine. Mine's not gonna change. I'm um. It's really tough in between. There's I'm split between two. So I'm split between Val Kilmer and um. Uh, what's his name? The one that was after Val Kilmer. Clooney? Clooney. I'm split between Val Kilmer and Clooney. I'm probably going to have to lean closer to Val Kilmer. Okay. My choice? Yes. Val Kilmer. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that Clooney fits, he, he's probably, he's probably as bad at Batman as Val Kilmer is. But no, he's, he's not block- as bad as Val Kilmer, but he is bad. He, well, I, I would say that he's as Batman. He's as bad as Val Kilmer, but 
I would say that that he plays Bruce Wayne a lot better. Yeah, well, that's something we talk about all the time is like the variances of how you play these characters, right? Mm -hmm. Because yeah. you're, you're two playing different two characters, characters two yeah. guys, right? You know, yeah, so. absolutely. It's it's very much two different characters. Yeah. So, so all right. So we'll both agree. We agree it's Kilmer. So why why is it Kilmer for you though? Why is it Kilmer for me though? Because all right, I'll break it down real quick for you. Mm-hmm. You know what he brought to Batman? Nipples. Nothing. Well, nipples. Well. I'll or was that Clooney? Was it Clooney of the first iteration? Okay, I, I don't know who brought nipples, but what <laughs> what Val Kilmer brought for me for Batman was nothing. Yeah, I think it may have been Clooney was the first one with nipples. I, yeah. I think he might have been, but yeah, but I agree. No, I mean, I just, I mean, if you like put them on the table and I said, all right, here they are, boom, 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 boom. All right, so who's your top? My who who my top person has played Batman. Yeah, he said that his was um, Christian Bell. Christian Bell. Um, this is tough for me because, because okay, okay, all right. So it's tough for me, and I can go. I'm I, I'm in two camps, mm-hmm. two camps only. Keaton mm-hmm. and Bell. Okay, so those are my camps. And I can never, ever discount what Keaton's done mm-hmm. for the bat, okay? I now, think, now yeah. what I can say that Bale brought to bat was far beyond yeah, no, I agree with that. what Keaton brought to but the bat. But complimentary at the same time. But contextually, mm-hmm. at the time... At the time, like we take it in context. I don't think you ever have to take it in context. But you can still judge them back to back if you watch. Well, back to now. I mean, if I go back to back and I'm like saying, yeah, it's Bell. Yeah, it's Bell. It's, I mean, there's no question about it, it's Bell. Yeah. But I can never ever discount Keaton. I can never do it. I can mm-hmm. never do it. I can't do it because I'm telling you that. You know, Keaton as Batman was instrumental mm-hmm. in continuing the Batman lineage and going forward. No, in my opinion, you know. And plus, I have to say this in all disclaimers. You know where Keaton's from, right? Ah, uh, yeah, he's from Pittsburgh. Of course, he's from Pittsburgh. And of course, why wouldn't you pick? Keaton to play the first Batman would be from Pittsburgh. Of course, it only makes sense. Technically, Adam yeah. West was the first Batman, but so, but no, I, I Adam West, of course, but and um, but it's it's a very different. We're looking at very different genres and different times where the interpretation of the bat. I mean, obviously, we had a lot of different influences that, mm-hmm. that came to the Christian Bale era, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm not did. Yeah, I'm not too so, concerned about... Because mine's going to fall out of... like. My, where are you at? Where are you at? My favorite movies have to be the Bell movies, but I'm going to go with Keaton for mm-hmm. my favorite bat, just because he turns on and off between the characters so much. We talked about the duality of the characters. Yeah. And there's, there's one scene in particular that... That reminds me of how well Keaton was able to, to switch before or on and off the character. Yeah, and to where he goes, 
And I forget the context of the scene, so forgive me, but he goes and he takes a fire poker and he like slams it against like a vase or something. He goes, "You want to get crazy? We can get crazy." And so, yeah. like, and and so that that scene, like above everything else, is kind of like and pivotal like he's still bruce wayne at that point but he's done the switch like he's flipped the he's flipped the the light switch oh and he's he's batman like and so and that that type of like understanding he doesn't play bruce wayne as better as well as um christian bell does but but he's able he's got enough like diversity and enough flexibility in the character to where he's able to to, to go in between characters whenever he needs to, even if he doesn't have a cowl on. Uh, no. You, you know what? You summed it up. Yeah. Fantastic. Good job, Josh. So, Good um, job. What, what, was, uh, what was so DL's? Dan, Dan Lee is definitely... Let's see where he's at. Uh, well, his worst Batman... Who was the worst? His is uh, Ben Affleck. Does it give a reason why? Uh, though, if there was to be a if there was to be a second, it would be Val Kilmer. Second question, I may. That's completely inappropriate, Danley. I'm not going to say that on air. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, his is uh, obviously. Uh, his second is uh, Kilmer, which you know what you know. Again, uh, I'd love to get his perspective because it's like you and I that are so deep involved and so yeah. attached that like li- listening to other people that don't have the same perspective that we do. It's like it's so refreshing to hear how they perceive things. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like you and I can sit here and like you and I for the most part are copacetic and we like agree on most things. Yeah, but I would say certain, probably like 80% of things. Yeah, yeah 80%, but there's other things that like you and I like are completely like, like no, it's not going to happen, it's going to happen, it's not going to happen, or whatever it might be. You know, we can get in those gray areas, and and that's cool too, but, you know, you know so but anyways, well, anyways, thanks, Dan Lee, for asking the question, and uh, we'll definitely have that on next week. Mm-hmm. If you're good with that, we'll yeah, have the continue Dan, the and, it's, and again, Dan Lee's uh, task was to... Uh, and uh, he said, hey, I want to ask a question. I'm like, well, you can ask any question you want to. Yeah. You know, so it's like, that's what he chose tonight. So, AD, there you go, brother. There it is. So, you know, if you, uh, next week, bring something else. I mean, we got it. So, that's our opinions. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it for today's episode. Uh, make sure to like, um, subscribe, and um, rate the podcast. It definitely helps us get noticed. Until next week, this has been the Nerd Force Podcast.